As the days get longer and the nights get shorter, why not try blackout blinds? Say good night and good day to Mr. Sun with a totally covered window. This podcast is sponsored by Blinds and Curtains. Yes, welcome to Finding Funnies, episode 16. It's me, Steve Ryle, and despite protests demanding his resignation, there's... Jamie Sutherland. Yes. All after the Sue Gray report. Uh, no, I'm on the wrong subject. I'm thinking of Boris Johnson, answer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why hasn't, by the way, the Sue Gray thing, Sue Gray... Why, I've not seen one title of referencing Fifty Shades of Grey. Dad, they've missed the any opportunity point. there. I've actually made a little note of some of, the, some of the things that link the two. Very similar in many ways. Both embarrassing embarrassing for those who got caught yeah right right so if you get caught in either of them you embarrassing both involved cabinets oh nice yeah, good yeah. work and both had safe words right boris's was it's a work meeting work i events. can't remember what it was work in events. 50 years it was a work event and yeah. um safe word what i would say is you know an awful lot to uh, about um kinky the, sex um, i did i didn't tell you about that but when the, when that film came out i was quite ever well not the film the books first weren't they the books and the, the wife were rifles reading it and I, I tied it to the bed i did, did tie it to the bed at one point yeah just so she couldn't finish the book eventually she'd appreciate <laughs> the irony of that <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's uh, uh, loads of stuff to come up on this. Uh, day. So we're going to get lots of top tips. Oh, loads. lots of top tips today. Money um, tips as well. We're discussing whether I'm middle class or not, but that'll be coming up later on as well. You and, are. Um, you are, by the way. And, well, I'd, well, let's well, let's um, let's we'll, we'll hopefully conclude that by the end of this morning. And uh, usual stuff. I, I assume you, Jamie sat over there is in a right good mood. Correct, because every. Everton, this time last week, it's a mad, isn't it? That's only a week it ago. It was a week ago, wasn't it? I was going and we didn't know our fate, whether we yeah. would be a Premier League club. And then we went 2-0 down at half-time. But miraculously, celebrations at the end and we are still Premier League. And then a bigger smile on your face because Liverpool then ended up... Uh, when it all looked like it was going to be, you know, the worst scenario for you and then and for me as a United fan, it just... It ended up being all right, actually, because right. Liverpool didn't win the league and all my in-laws are from Burnley and Burnley season ticket holders and they went down. Oh, so the in-laws, you got to dig at the in-laws at the same time? Well, the, the family group chat's gone quiet. <laughs> that's what I will say uh, also the BBC have been apologising for telling the truth don't you think that's weird news this oh week? with the Manchester United yeah. ticket I mean uh, they actually put an apology out for that Unbelievable. And they, they, I don't think there's even one single United fan who would be offended no because it wasn't exactly stating anything that we didn't know Manchester United are rubbish if you don't know the story obviously this banner went across some guy who's on work experience that the BBC so they say uh, and uh, it accidentally went on air with the banner at the bottom of the news and it said Man United are rubbish and yeah that's the most truthful thing that the BBC has said in a long long time and now then the next thing is they're apologising for it yeah ridiculous utterly um, ridiculous I remember on the yellow ticket talking yeah. of that on Sky Sports News mm. on transfer deadline day and obviously the they got caught out then as well, Sky Sports, Sky Sports, because the amount of information that comes in so last minute for, for deals and transfers, etc. And there was um, 
a Turkish player that got sold to Aberdeen and it came across the, the bottom Yedas um, Selvon or something like that it was yeah and it was like oh, okay he's completed his move to Aberdeen but actually it says when you read it slow Yedar sells Avon <laughs> So, Someone had just put it. Your so dad sells your dad's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avon. yeah. <laughs> so it's like your dad sells Avon. That's the thing, innit? It's like, a bit like when I get um, pantomime groups at the end of my panto, is that's the best time to catch me out because sometimes the little dancers, the cute little kids and that, they'll write things on, on my list at last minute, say, oh, Steve, will you say, or they come up to me, Steve, will you say happy birthday to this? And you've got, when you've got a big list like that, I'm relating it to transfer deadline, like yeah. the loads of names coming in, and I have done the, you know, some of the worst ones you could put, you know, the Film Michael the ones and things like that, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I've done some really bad ones in the past and just gone, oh, no. Unbelievable. Just catching people off guard. By the way, yes. by the way, um, I've passed something I've never seen driving to your house this morning. Yeah. I went past a restaurant that I've never noticed before. Which one? I, well, it's it's inside the hotel. You know that hotel that you always wonder, is it any good anymore? It used to be good. The, the, just as you turn left near your house, there's a hotel there. Is it, did it used to be a Marriott or something like that? At the bottom, and, by yeah. the petrol station. There's a restaurant called Almonds. I thought it was a weird name for a restaurant. Do you think that it's like it relate? It made me think about the the cafe in Monty Python, the spam, the spam cafe. It's on, I just like the idea that everything's almonds. It's on just, almond broad. <laughs> is it? Yeah. So that's why they call it almonds. All yeah. oh, right, there's some logic to it then. But I just think it's just a, such a strange thing. Uh, uh, would you like? I'll have the chicken almond, please. Uh, could I have it without the almonds? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, we don't do it without the almonds. Do, do you have anything without almonds? I don't even I don't know think... where that restaurant is. Really? I don't know. I've seen it. See, well, that's what I mean. I've never it seen it. The pub? It's just a sign. It was the sign that caught me. It's opposite the uh, garage. Oh. For those who are listening, I know the Stanish area. Yeah, Almonds Restaurant. Pop in. Pop hey, we, in. We, hey, we might, might get a proper sponsorship for this podcast. We've said Almonds enough times this morning. Of Standish. Is it Almonds? There's, there's another debate for you. Whoa. You say potato, I say... Hey, can I say about this? Chippy tea. We did an event and, you know, so certain things pan out and people don't... Ex so basically what happened is I end up in a bit of a situation... Uh. With the young lady. Exactly. You did? Yeah, well, where our little dressing room was, or our little holding room, you could say, at this yeah. clubhouse last yeah. Saturday night, there was me, Sam Howell, <laughs> and Phil room. I, I like that. I like that. And it is, yeah. It's better it than a green room. It was at the bottom of the building, which just coincided, which is <clears> further on, was the ladies' toilet. Yeah. And I've gone out to try and get a signal, because we're in Hollyhead. You, you can't get a signal anywhere. So I've gone out, turned right, and this girl come out of the toilet at the same time, but she was on her own. And she went... Will you button me up? <laughs> I went, what? And she had like a, a jumpsuit on. She said, oh. my friend's not with me. She said, will you button me up? I said, it's not a good look. Is it front to back? At the back. Oh, I was going to say. I said, it's not <laughs> a good look. I said, if your husband or boyfriend comes walking down, I'm buttoning you up. I'd rather not. She went, just button me up. They're quite forceful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. So... <laughs> So I buttoned Just it up. Just tie me up. That, you're that yeah. far away from that next. So I buttoned it up. And then an hour later, our paths would cross again because she didn't realise, because I was just dressed casually, she didn't realise I was the comedian that had been booked. Oh, and wow. I didn't realise that she would be sat on the front row. Oh, what a gift. <laughs> gift from the comedy gods. As soon what as did I walked, you say? As soon as I walked out, you could see her going, oh, fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> to her mates. And her mates are going, what? She went, no, no, no. And I went, hi again. Did you tell the story oh, straight yeah, I told away? The story. <laughs> I told the story. And I can tell you, can I tell you the most petty thing yeah. I saw, we were talking about football before, is that... Uh, there's two brothers, I saw this on Twitter, one's an Everton fan, one's a Liverpool fan. And the Liverpool fan's obviously joyous, you could say, with the uh, mm. the success they're having. So this Evertonian didn't want any more social, to see any more joy on social media. So yeah. what he did is last, because Liverpool played last Sunday to win the league and they'll play this Saturday to hopefully for them win the Champions League. Yeah. So what his brother did is he went all the way back through his Facebook posts and found one from a couple of years ago and reported it for um, like hate speech or something. And then the Liverpool fans got a seven-day ban. <laughs> so he can't put anything on social media he for seven put, days. Yeah, so it'll go to next brilliant. Sunday. Which is the most, brilliant. It's the most family, petty, <laughs> Just sibling. It's only things that brothers could do to each other. That's very, very good. Very, you missed your punchline, by the way, the other story. Did I? Yeah, you never even said that it's, you've come to that age. With the girl and her dress. Oh my! But yes, with the girl, of course. That's, that's the funniest. The funniest bit is that you said you. What you when you phoned me up and told me that story originally? Yeah, I'm at that age now where women. I must have one of those faces that someone goes, "Oh, he's trustworthy," but then now I'm at an age where you go, "Oh, he he can dress me." <laughs> <laughs> Once of a day, you go. Oh, I wish he could undress me. Now they see me and go. He can a lad put that clothes can put, yeah. on me. Unbelievable. Brilliant. Lovely. Love it. Um, should I do me raw proclamation? I've got choices. Oh, please. We've got some top tips as well. I've got top tips as well because oh, yeah. you you were going to give me. You get actually. We'll begin with this yeah. because you phoned me up the other day and start uh, and inspired me and I tried it out. Did you? Yeah. The Mrs. Hinch tip. Yeah. Did it and, work for you? Yeah. But I thought we're, I was cleaning the, the showers. But for those who don't know, me and we're, we're housewives, me and Jamie, aren't we? Or house husbands. And so we do sort of occasionally pass on top tips. And you yeah. phoned me up and you said, well, but you Mrs. Hinch, explain it. a money saving tip because we're all looking to save the pennies these days. And she said, if you've got a tumble dryer, which I do have, the one yeah. that, not one with a pipe that goes outside, yeah. one that collects. Condenser one. Is that what it's called? called the condenser book. Yeah. That collects the water. Yeah. Then actually, when if you've got an empty spray pot that you've used for glass or anything yeah. in the house, just wash it out and then use pour that water into there because that water's just full of cleansing products. Yeah. And actually, you can use that to clean your glass streak free. And I used it on the glass outside and I used it on the kitchen floor. Now, obviously, there's no bleaching sort of element in there. So if you're doing a bathroom and stuff, but yeah. if you're doing the glass work around the house and you did it. Well, I, I, I should have sent you a picture because I've called it Jamie's window cleaner. Right. Yeah. And uh, my Sharpie pen on top because I used an old uh, an old bathroom cleaner. I've so used a Sharpie pen. The bathroom cleaner was empty, so I, I emptied the last bits of that, remnants of that, and, and poured in the water. <laughs> yeah. in the water, for, which is hard enough because it's massive, that. The big, aren't Collector cylinder. Poured it in, and yeah, it's come up glistening. Very good. There you go. Tip. I like so it. So what I did, I went, I, it made, it made, when, as soon as you told me that, it immediately made me think about some of the top tips you used to get in Viz magazine. Viz. Right. Brilliant. Some, there used to be some absolute belters. Top twips, it was called. Was it? Oh, it was twips, wasn't it? 
Yeah, there were some great ones. I remember Ted Robbins had one on there. Some others, I can't remember what it was. Vico, on. but oh, I, I made a list of some of the best ones, and these have just genuinely just. I just thought they just make me chuckle. They always have done these ones, but things like employers. <laughs> this is uh, avoid hiring unlucky people by immediately tossing half the CVs into the bin. <laughs> Brilliant. That's good, isn't it? Right, men. Can I just right, say about yeah, CVs on. for a second? Yeah, go on. There was a girl who was, I saw it on Instagram, was shared, I think it was Barry's Bantable. Some One of those sites shared it. Yeah. There was a girl who needed to put a CV in, she needed to apply for a job, <clears throat> didn't know what the best CV would look like etc you know she was a bit of a, ooh, a bit lazy as well by her own admission yeah. so what she did is she created a fake job and posted it online and loads of people submitted CVs <laughs> brilliant and she just copied them she copied the best one fantastic <laughs> and they all came with cover letters and everything so that is a, you know that is genius <laughs> That story alone should get her whatever job she wants to go for. Yeah. Brilliant. Men, when listening to your favourite CD, simply... <laughs> this is good. Simply turn up the sound to the volume you desire, then turn it down three notches. This saves your wife having to do it. Oh, funny. <laughs> uh, this is a good one as well. Drivers, avoid getting prosecuted for using your phone while driving. Simply pop your mobile inside a large shell and the police will think you're listening to the sea. <laughs> Good, isn't it? This is a simple one. I wonder one, if you can get uh, fined for listening to a seashell. Yeah, I wonder if you could. There was someone a few years ago, I remember it, made the news, who was fined for eating a sandwich or something I like have, that. I remember yeah, reading that. Because I, I, sometimes when I'm like, stopping at a drive-thru, it makes you wonder about drive-thrus in general. I mean, it's all right, drive-thru. I, I mean, yes, I'll, I'll go to a drive-thru McDonald's or a drive-thru KFC, whatever, and... And and then you on your way and you're eating it as you're going and you're going that can't be good, especially if you're dipping chips. Well, here's <laughs> if you're the thing. dipping the chips and you're driving when, your elbows. That's when not they good. hand over the drinks and the food and you've got to take, it, are you supposed to switch your engine off at that point? Because if the engine's still on, you're still able to move, and therefore if you move, yeah. someone's giving you the milkshake. That's a very good. Do you know point. what I mean? I mean, you're 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 more distracted, I would argue, than just using a mobile phone at that point, Safety aren't you? Wise, but you're really your car's running. You and they hand out your window at one point. Paying by contactless. Yeah. And then that's asking a very good point. I wonder. Interesting, interesting oh. debate to be had. Oh God, if it's because of us that all drive through shut, I feel embarrassed. Oh God, no, that's can you imagine the responsibility on our shoulders now? Can we oh. edit this bit out? Yeah. Yeah, we'll cut that. We'll cut that. We only have three listeners. Mm, oh Banging two pistachio nuts. Yeah. Uh, nutshells, rather, together gives the impression of a very small horse approaching. Oh, that's <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Drivers again. If a car breaks down or stalls in front of you, beep your horn and wave your arms frantically. This should help the car start and send them on though. It's <laughs> <Say that laughs> just, it just what people do, in it? Say it again. If a car breaks down or stalls in front of you, beep your horn and wave your arms frantically. This should help the car start and send them on the way. It does make me laugh. Whenever I get beeped, or, you know, we've all done it. Let's be honest. Every driver has made a mistake. Yeah. So I say more than one mistake. Where maybe you pull out too early, you don't see a car, and we go mad, don't we? Get proper irate. And you're going, you've done it. I've done it. We've you know it. What? What? How? How do you want me to resolve this? Do you remember a comedian called Chris Roche? 
Yeah. Just Roach. Rick Roach, yeah. And yeah. It, he used to have a little joke, and I've started doing it on the motorway when it's, um, you know, when you do the um, average speed and the, on oh, the yeah. smart motorways, yeah, and it goes yeah. 50, 60. Yeah. And then somebody always come past you and as they go under the bridge, oh, and I, flash, just, I just go flash. tap, tap on my lights. Brilliant. And then oh, as soon as you just see them, you see the man's You just see bright like lights. That is the most ridiculous thing, isn't it? It's gone. You, you've already got the photograph, and then there's a. He's got a whole day of wondering, waiting for that letter at the post. Days. There's one, uh, there's a route I've taken an awful lot recently down the A1M, right? Okay. And there's, the, yeah, there's a lot of roadworks there and there's speed cameras. But what gets me every time, and they've still not fixed this, I would say I've been doing that route, I've done it for the last three weekends, I've had gigs in Nottinghamshire and that kind of, and Lincolnshire area. There's a faulty light Oh, street light. I've gone through it. And you know what I've I mean? Gone through it. And, and it's flashing constantly, but you don't see it because there's like a little bridge or something just before it. Yeah. So you go on and, you, and it goes tick, tick, like that, and you go, what the? And then you look, it's not until I've driven the other way and I've seen it constantly just That's flashing. Right. It gets me every single time. I'll give you my favourite one now. Favourite top tip, Eric. Rappers. Yeah. <laughs> Avoid having to say, know what I'm saying all the time by actually speaking clearly in the first place <laughs> that's brilliant isn't it <laughs> uh, last the last couple of these though single men convince people you have a girlfriend by standing outside top shop with bags of shopping looking at your watch and occasionally glancing inside that's brilliant. employees only use l the loo at work not only will you save money on toilet paper but you'll also be getting paid Nice. Genius. And the final one, Scrooge's. Say, this is funny. This is, I'm very, very tempted to do this, right? Save money at Christmas by returning last year's cards to the sender with the simple inscription, send oh. to you. That would be brilliant. That's brilliant. So all the cards you get one year, just right, same to you. Yeah. But you've got to pay for envelopes, but it's still cheaper than the cards, isn't it? Some people started doing that and um, were not... We're not buying cards this year. We oh, donate to charity. Donate to charity. Yeah. But I still want my card. Yeah. But I have to say, I don't, I've not given cards out for years. I've got less and less. Well, you never. Um, I don't think you've got sent me one. I very rarely. I don't send that many, to be honest with you now. I think I'm, the, I'm saving the trees. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people. It's, it's, I got it's, 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 it is genuinely just a token. I don't think I, half the time. Just because when the post comes, it's panto time for me as well, isn't it? Right. So I'm usually rushing off to rehearsals. There'll be a, a pile of cards out in the front door, and I, I pick them up, open them dead quick, and I don't even read them. I just go, oh, Maureen, oh, do you? my auntie sent it, and that. Do you ever have anyone that's uh, new move into your street, and you've just put, hey, uh, Merry Christmas, number eight from number six? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> That's that. You, have to, you have to put your name underneath, like the boss, so the name, and then you hope that they reply with your name. Are yeah. you number six? I'd say the lazy ones, the lazy ones, ones that, that just got, who don't actually have your name on, and you know those are the people, those are the people with busy lives, aren't they? When it just goes, Happy Christmas, Phil, Phil and, and Tanya, or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Me, me and my mate, his name was Steve, uh, Steve Rowe. We worked at, when we were way back when in Liverpool City Centre, we worked uh, in a bank at Ranley Street. Yeah. And there must have been about 25, 30 staff members then. It was it was the thing, you had pigeonholes for your posts. Oh, and stuff. wow. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then people would. They'd be safe enough. People would um, 
put Christmas cards in yeah, the pigeonhole. Yeah, yeah. oh. So me and Steve, because we weren't bothered about buying 25, 30, which would have been double 50 yeah, yeah. Christmas cards, yeah. we actually went and bought one card, quite big, wrote, Merry Christmas, everyone, all the best, Jamie and Steve, and pinned it on the notice board. Genius. And everyone said we were... Just being scruffy and lazy and really? not in the spirit of Christmas. Oh, and no. And the thing is, everyone saw it. It got that much. It's also the worst thing to hang around. Why are we doing this with the Christmas debate? Why are we doing this with like <laughs> Let's talk about this later in the year, okay. shall we? Okay. It's just the end of May, isn't it? It's. Uh, we should be talking Jubilee. Next week, we should do a special Jubilee edition of this. We should. I'm trying to think what we'll we do. Should. Well, I mean, you've got a royal... If you've got a royal on your podcast, you've got to take full advantage, haven't you? Um, do you know, you're pointing to something. Just say it, Jamie. Company. No, me complaint. Oh, your handwriting's awful. What's your, oh, you've got, you have got a whinge then? Yeah. All right, go on. Well, it's 20 minutes in now. Right. My rage has subsided. <laughs> I normally do introduce... We, we talked about the other direction, though, for a reason. Because, Everton, I thought you can't stay positive forever. No. So, go on, then. You have got something to whinge about. Yes, I have, go Steve, on. because go it's going to impact us all when a price cap isn't actually a price cap. Right. It's not a price cap if it keeps changing, is it? It's just a price now. So can we stop yeah, saying yeah. the price cap's yeah, changed? Yeah, it's yeah. not changed. Yeah. Also, as well, when we're asking people, I'm annoyed with the whole situation <laughs> with the gas and lecky. I told you about it early on that yeah, I'm actually yeah. in credit. But anyway. Yeah, I just still don't understand that. Uh, and, and also, as well, is that I've never, I've never been in a situation where I want to buy something and they base it on my historical usage. Oh, yeah. So if I've turned all my gas and lecky down this year, and they go, yeah, but we're going to base your direct debit on what you used last year. They go, oh, it wasn't skint last year. Yeah, there's nothing else that's based about that, is there? No. Yeah, you say you we do your weekly shopping. Imagine if we were all depending on what you had last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you ate a lot more last year. So I'm going to have to charge you a little bit more for this. But I've not bought as much. Sorry about that. It's just we're going, off, we're going off. We're going off. You might get a lot. I don't think you're going to be filled up on this food that you yeah, bought today. You might come back next week. So I'm going to guess what your bill <laughs> should be. How are we in a situation where so a company, all companies, can guess what I'm going to use and you've got no choice? It's eventually you'll turn up at a supermarket, there'll be a guy there with your shop. I've got your shopping for you. What? Well, I, I noticed what you had last time. Yeah. So I've got you exactly the same, but a little bit more, just so that we can make a bit more money on you. I know. And you go, but I'm on a diet this year. And yeah. they go, no, never mind the well, diet. That, that will show up. We'll give you less food next year because yeah. you've been on a diet this year. So what you'll find is you'll be have too much food this time, but next time you'll have a lot less. And as well, we bought next year's chocolate and it was a pound <laughs> this year, but it's going to be £1.50 next year. <laughs> So, listen, we're joking, but this, is absolute, this is where we're going. And I know we've made a boo-boo, and it, it wasn't £1.50, it was actually £2. Mm. So, we've made a mistake, but you're going to pay for it. Unbelievable. And I go, oh, thanks, I'm skint. Don't worry. Rich Rishi is going to give you a £200 <laughs> loan. Life saved. Anyway, that's the loan. Oh, believe. Oh, by the way, just as a side note, uh, before I do my royal proclamation. Say it again. I, uh, proclamation. Every time. Every time. I, I just wanted to get your opinion. I just typed in just for general chit-chat this morning. Oh, yeah. Um, I just typed in, like, 
unusual news items. And this one just popped up, the first item that popped up. And I just thought, what a strange... Green-fingered Ari, right? This is... Right, or Ari, whatever she's called, right? Oh, spell it. Right, A-R-I. Ari? 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 Right. Anyway, she's making thousands from racy gardening snaps. Basically, she says, people pay me to sit on stinging nettles. Really? Right? Yeah, right? What? She's been likened to Charlie Dimmock. Now, I'll be honest with you. There's... Only two similarities between her and Charlie Dimmock, right? That's it. She's made tens of thousands of pounds, 50 grand so far, she reckons, right, uh, from her steamy garden content. Right? She's a keen gardener who loves spending time outside. Ditch, she ditched her two waitressing jobs to rake in this cash, selling steamy content on an adult streaming platform. Yeah. Her fans who love her outdoor content make regular requests for their favourite star... To sit on stinging nettles. She says it doesn't matter how many times I sit on them, it still hurts. Of course it does. Well, of course it does. You're not going to be immune to something like that, are you? I have to go and dunk my booty in ice afterwards, right? Or I won't be able to sit down for hours, she says. So I was going to... Would you sit, is my question to you, Jamie. Yeah. Would you sit on a patch of stinging nettles for 50 grand? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I'd have the bucket ready for you, mate. We'll go 50 50 if you want. And um, given gravity, my age, mm. without the um, the assistance of my um, well structured underpants, I wouldn't have to squat <laughs> far for my bits to touch the nettles. Well structured underpants, like they're not as dated as mine then. I've got underpants older than my kids. The holes in them, it'd be probably a much riskier business for me. Well, you're lucky because on June the 19th, it's yeah. Father's Day. Oh, of course it is. I'll get a new pair. As always. But, but what I did wonder is what's the most daring thing you've ever done? I'm not throwing you that this. I, I should have asked you the search to prep something like this. But I, I remember I did a... Have I just told you my... Why you think about that? Have I yeah. told you my skydiving story? I've never done I was related. I was relating this to someone this week who said they were doing a sponsored skydiver. I said, oh, is it a tandem one? She went, yeah. I said, oh, I said, just warn you. I'm warning you. I did one years ago in America. And the guy was a bit of a practical joker. Not what you want from your diving... Right, skydiving instructor yeah. is practical joking, is it? He says to me, whatever, I can't remember the exact uh, figure, but he said something like, when, when you're at 12,000 feet, so at 12,000 feet, he says, that's the point we need to pull the chute. He says, now, I'll let you do it if you want. He says, well, I'll be strapped to your back. He says, but the chute is on, on your back. If you re reach up to here, just at your ch uh, just above chest height, you'll feel the cord. Can you feel that? Yeah, I can feel that. He says, you pulled sharply down on that, and that will release the chute. And I'll show you the watch when it gets near to it. I'll show you my altometer or whatever when we're getting it. Right, brilliant. So we'll do all the first bit, jump out the plane, which I had, I say, I was, don't get me wrong, I was nervous and, you know, yeah. apprehensive. So I jump out the plane, lovely. That bit is incredible. When you're falling, you don't feel like you're falling. That's what's the weirdest bit. Oh, do you bit. know? You don't feel, you know, you'd expect, you know, like when you go over a bump in a car, you'd expect to be that 10 times worse, wouldn't you? And all the, uh, but it doesn't. It's just, it is, feel, feels like flying. It is an incredible sensation. You're told to span your arms out as well. So you're falling like that. And so I'm, I'm loving this bit going, oh, this is brilliant. Even though there's a bloke strapped to me back, I'm still enjoying this, yeah. right? Gets to the point, he looks, Oz, Oz is watching in front of me and I'm looking at it. It's going to, you know, 12,004, 12,003, 12,002, 12,000. I reach up to grab it. Couldn't find this cord, could I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that now, all under me. Where was it? I'm under it. 
Eventually, he taps me on the shoulder, big smile on his face, points up. Oh, you've done it for me. It were a joke. Oh, oh you just that's very me. funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny, that. Yeah. You don't need that joke, do you? The whole of the rest of the thing, which is the bit I expected to be nice, floating down. It always looks so so peaceful, doesn't it? And so therapeutic, just floating down to earth. I was like, oh, God. Oh, did you not like that I bit? I'd, no, because I was buzzing what he just put oh, me Oh, it made you feel sick. Exactly. So that's my most dangerous or um, most daring thing that I've ever done. Air acrobatics I've done. What? Yeah. Yeah, in a two-seater, in a chipmunk. I've flown in a chipmunk <laughs> and a bulldog. <laughs> no I've way. I've flown a chipmunk, uh, a bulldog. Oh, of course I'm forgetting you. I were... was, uh, I've, I've flown in a chinook with the sides. We had to run across a field, jump in, the and it takes off with the doors open. I've done one of them, a Sea King and a Wessex. Yeah, this was all when you were at the in the oh, air cadet. Oh, a young young lad, they wouldn't, probably wouldn't get away with a lot of it now for health and safety. But the air aerobatics were plane that was taking off. No helicopter. Oh, a helicopter. Yeah, no, the ones with the. Was it actually hovering, or was it? No, was it's it just got about. It's, it's got its blades spinning, and then yeah. you all just run up, and then once you're all in, strapped in, it takes off, and then the main guy shuts the door. You feel like you're in the A team. That's fantastic. But the aerobatics is is, is really good because they do barrel rolls and then they do what's called like I think it was called like a stall fall. Oh, I've seen them do that. And there's a guy over. So there. you go, you go all the way up yeah. in a straight line. Yeah. And then when you get to the you get to a certain point, and he'll cut the engine off, and you'll just drop left or right, and as you drop and you tear <coughs> and you go towards the ground and then you fall in, then they go. And turn the engine back on you. God, I mean, oh, yeah, but the, let's be gliding. I've done sure, gl it's like a car. I mean, sometimes you don't. It doesn't kick over first. Yeah, I've I've done gliding <coughs> as well. As you plummet enough, you can hardly get out. Can gliding you? Gliding is a bit rubbish, actually. Just give us a push, will you? Yeah, didn't like gliding. That was a bit rubbish. I got. I've still not spent. I got bought by my brother and sister for my fiftieth a gliding voucher, and then I booked it. And for some reason, if, as I was on the way up to the Lake District, it was far. I thought it'd be beautiful. This, I got a phone call, and they said, "Oh, unfortunately, the weather's not good. You might as well turn around. It's not good today." I said, "Well, have this voucher runs out next week." He says, "Oh, we'll validate it." So I never did it that year. Then the pandemic hit. Oh, you still got the voucher? <clears throat> I've still got a voucher. I've never been up. So was it a bit boring, was it? Was well, I think because I'd done the, well, the flying yeah. and stuff. You've had enough excitement, Jamie. Probably, That's what you've I, had. I, I you've had probably, probably too much I excitement. At our age, gliding's probably perfect now. Yeah, yeah, something a bit a more... Yeah, I've got a real Have proclamation you? that I actually said, well, let's get in in the first section of the show. We're 30 minutes in. Know, Hit the jingle. I think I might have to admit... Yeah. ...that I'm middle class. There's no thing. I think I was probably brought up, well, I'm pretty sure I have probably brought up middle class, but I like to think I've got a bit of a working class ethos in life, if you like, until last Friday night, it was my daughter's 17th birthday party. And throughout the day, she kept phoning me, Dad, I need passion fruits for my party. What for? Passion fruits. For, 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 for the passion gym. fruit cocktails. Yeah, yeah, Porn yeah. star martinis, yeah, yeah, I guess to that. be precise. Right? I get that. So... It felt wrong, though. I went to three shops. Your Aldi and Lidl don't do passion fruits. It just won't work, right? Because it, I'm not saying, you know, it's just... I'm a middle-class guy saying I shop there myself. Did you check the um, frozen but, section? 
And what didn't check frozen a lot of time these frozen days, you, passion fruits well if you want your fruits what they do is they tend to freeze a lot of the fruits um because then you can just drop them straight into the gin oh that's not but yeah uh, i should have phoned you first yeah. uh, you and your top tips Sorry. anyway i offset it oh, by taking for a chippy tea i thought all right i bought you passion fruits now i bought you six passion no yeah six passion fruits for you for your cocktails you come with me to chippy now keep you grounded I bet you've got a posh right, chippy around yours, haven't you? It was actually, it was in Bookshaw Village. It's quite a posh chippy. What's it though. called? It's called Nana, Nana Jans. <laughs> Nana Do you know Jan. what ours is called around here? Yeah. The chippy. <laughs> Do you know we've got one on Pepper Lane as What's well? What's that called? Pepper Lane chippy. <laughs> <laughs> we live in two completely different areas. <laughs> but growing We're not up, messing around here. growing up, it were Nutter Nights. I used to be Nutter Night, and I used to take you. Used to do that. Take me. I used to take me dishes. That was my job. Saturday lunchtime. We used to never. Mind. A lot of people it's Friday night tea. For me, yeah. growing up, it was always Saturday lunchtime. I'd get me mum would give me. A, remember them baskets she used to have them. Used to have a little bit of plastic that would cover up. When my mum did shopping, right. she'd have your basket and have a little bit of plastic stretching plastic that go over in case it rained when you're doing your shopping. Okay, let's just stop I mean? you there. Yeah. The, the, the conversation was, are you middle class? Yeah. The fact that you went to Chippy with dishes <laughs> says it all. <laughs> we didn't have dishes. <laughs> we went with our hands. Idiot! <laughs> Who goes to Chippy with a dish? You're going. I can't be alone in this. What? I can't. Not tonight's Chippy. Hey, I remember not tonight's a... Chippy set on fire once. That was that was a fortnight we never get back. Oh, it was awful. Are we talking we a bowl or a plate? Hey. Uh, no, but I mean a bowl, a proper dish with a ceramic dish with with the lids. You know them lids. And you make a casserole in a casserole yeah, dish. And what in a chippy? So we'd all have our own. We'd all know which was your dish, and then you give him. To, as soon as you go in the chippy, you're back at queue. But what you do, you go to the front. And in me, I'd hand him me basket that my mum would give me. Yeah, basket say, again. Put all that, and he put them in warmer. What would he put? So the dishes would be warming. And what would he put in? What would be your purchase? Well, I would usually go for meat, potato, pie, chips, peas and gravy. And you've actually... As you know, I'm lying. I'm only a gravy man more as, a, as I've matured. Never used to like gravy as a kid. So I'd have meat, potato, pie, chips and peas. And you've took a chippy... You've took that... Yeah. Pyrex dish to the chippy. Right. And then you go home and watch uh, Football Focus. Right. Well, I'm having it. Right. Do you know what we did? What? You just got the chippy paper, yeah. which it, back in years well, ago was paper, newspaper, paper, yeah. and you just put it on your lap, and you wet it either with your fingers or the wooden spoon. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I think I could easily be working. <laughs> and then my favourite bit was peeling the last chips off the oh, greasy paper. Off the grease, yeah, and yeah. sometimes you actually got a bit of paper. Bit of, rim, well, bit of imprint. Mind. Bit well, of imprint you, on you it. You wouldn't have known because you've turned up with your dish. I reckon you're very middle class. You used, used, used to give us an ice pop as well. I wonder if I that was only... Only they ever give the ice pops to the middle class kids. No ice pops in our chippy. Was it not? No ice pops. Right, well, yeah, then. I'll ask you a couple. Let's just see. <coughs> um, as a child, yeah. did you have, in water fights, would you have had a water gun oh, yeah. or a fairy liquid bottle? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. A proper gun. A proper gun? Yeah. Where's the, where's the danger element of, like, blinding your mate with bubbles? Because you, you still had a little bit of the washing up liquid in the thing. We always used to fight with uh, uh, fairly liquid bottles. Well, we would. That, 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 no, what I'd I'd have the gun and I'd give that to my mates. They could have the water bottle. They really? could have the squirty bottle, you know, to make up numbers. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'm half and half on that. I probably, Did you? Yeah, probably won't, with three kids, we're probably one gun between us, probably, I'd say. No. And then... Rest, I'd have to have the, yeah. 
But that, but prop, it, the, that was when before this pump action guns. We never came had a gun, in. Steve. We just had fairly liquid bottles. Really? That was it. It was well, not even a little one. No. You know, them little ones really tie your finger. No. I mean, ee, ee, ee. The tiniest little splash. My dad would yeah. fill a bucket full yeah. of water oh, and right. then you'd run back to the bucket and just yeah, squeeze your fairly liquid and, yeah, let and it then splash out again. Right. And your mate should be covered in soap. Right. Did you have, here's a question, did you ever have. This did you have a bath time or was that it in summer? Would you, bath bath, would you have bath night? Or would, 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 you, you, would, bath night? You've just been fairly liquid. That's what, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That, Steve, yeah. we didn't have a so, bath. Shared a bath. I did share a bath. I'll decide if you're working class Go then. On, right, right. Did you ever have any aunties that actually weren't related to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, still, I was still in touch with a lot of them. I mean, my Auntie yeah. Dorothy. My Auntie Dorothy still sends me a birthday card. My Auntie Dorothy... Like you say, Auntie just lived up the road. Uncle Jeff. I used to love Uncle Jeff. Right. You know, he's taught very so there's a little bit of you then that like could that. be slightly, that could be the working class ethic. Yeah. The, did your mum, well, did your well, you see, I think you're influenced not by your own parents, but by your parents' parents growing up, don't you think? Right. See, my dad was the first person in his family to ever to go to university. Right? Oh. And he became a college lecturer, but his dad, you know, was an engineer. He worked in, he was in the army. You know, in the war, he was a, he was a spotlight operator in the war. He once oh, that'd be weird. He once famously, he once famously pooed his pants. He once famously pooed his pants when a, a German Messerschmitt was going straight down the beam at him, and he's like, oh, "I'm just keep, he's got the light on him, hoping someone shoots it down." I can honestly say, yeah, if he turned the light off, it would have been less of a target. <laughs> I don't think they were like. I think that was the point, isn't it? That's the point. He had to. You had to keep so into, oh, that's the the guts of the guy, isn't Maybe it? Maybe that's where the, the theatre yeah. part of the family comes out. The yeah, spotlight. Right, yeah, spotlight opera. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, could be. Yeah, that's where it that's all why you love the spotlight. What, what I'm saying is, my dad's influenced by his upbringing. You know, and they had, a, they had a sweet shop as well for a long time. It's fascinating. My dad's life. It is. Gen- he's got a book out actually. I I collated it for him. Oh, he's great. written all his memoirs, and I put it into a book called uh, "The Ramblings of I Royal." Have you ever had corned beef hash? I never used to like that. Oh, but you've had it. We've we have had it, but can I tell you why we've had it? And this is probably tick the middle class box for you. Go on. My mum was a domestic science teacher, so she'd teach it to the kids. Oh, right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The way so it would kids. never be something she'd make at home. It was not for all right. I don't, I've got no, oh, no negative. I don't know why I never, I never, even now thinking of corned beef. You probably spam didn't. were all right. I could cope with spam just about spam fritters. You used to have them at school, right? But corned beef hat, no. I think never it was used all to in like mashing. It. As long as it was mashed, all right. You never really. It was a good filler that. Wow. Well, you got meat. You got all my the carbs. Old, uh, the funny thing about having a domestic science teacher for a month was my meals growing up depended on the time of year, depending how elaborate they were, because my mum would make whatever we were having for tea. She'd make it with her class at school. Oh, that's quite right. handy. So obviously September, first lot of intakes of year sevens, we're on very basic stuff. You know, maybe a cauliflower cheese or something like that, or, a, or, a, or you know, probably a, a pasta bake or something like that. Right. And she'd bring that home. But then, come Christmas, oh, we would never short of Christmas cakes. Oh, you'd have all, all the sorts. class, or every class, every year. Yeah. Every year group would make a Christmas cake. So, so she'd mom. make one of them. She'd, she'd have loads. I'm not kidding. We'd have a dining room table be full, and she'd ice them all with the class. And we, then we, she'd give them out to all relatives. That was like the, our gift for Christmas, she'd wow. my mum make. And then... Did she by, drive your mum? 
she did eventually I remember she passed the test during when i was, was probably yeah later on in my life probably about when i was about teenage about 12 13 yeah, so that's like, middle class all right <laughs> back in them days if your mum was Actually, driving it is yeah we had a two van. cars yeah yeah two cars yeah when i think about it in now, what that year is was it? that then 19 1980s early 80s no way yeah. people would have thought you'd won the pools yeah we had a van yeah and it was my dad's work van he was a builder no seat belts mum dad two kids in the back tools every time you went around the corner you slid <laughs> with everything was there anything to sit on or did you sit on a toolbox you sat on a toolbox really nothing <laughs> he used to he actually did have a a wood floor put in you know to stop it sliding yeah right yeah yeah just, yeah. For, just so that he could brush out yeah but if, if he went around the corner fast the tools moved and you moved with the tools oh what do you go on holiday in that as well holiday <laughs> Holiday. <laughs> holiday. Oh God! I didn't have a holiday. <laughs> but I've just I've just described oh, going round a corner so in a sorry. van with tools. I'm so sorry for bringing you. Can't that up. bring any more thrills to your life that can exceed that. There would have been no fun fair or seaside resort that could have topped a roundabout in a work van. With no seatbelts <laughs> or airbags. You know I don't even know how we survived. Do you know what we should do? We're running out of time because we're at 40 odd minutes now. But next week, let's discuss because we're getting towards summer. And, and we've got the, we'll have a Jubilee special next week anyway. Yes. Where we could talk about the royal family, as in my royal family, and our trips oh, yeah. to the south of France. So we never went south of France. That was a bit too far. We got to Brittany and Normandy. I went to Southport. Yeah, you see, again, again, giving away my middle-class upbringing here. But we can talk about holidays and the, what it used to be. Like. The, when I look back and I tell my kids about this and they go, what? Six in the back of a cat? Honestly, you just cram everyone in. It would never matter. Child no. in a boot. It just didn't matter back then, did it? No. We'll, we'll, we'll reminisce about those days next All time, right. shall we? But it is uh, fast approaching. Well, it's fast approaching the clothing forecast, Jamie. Oh, okay, Steve. I pressed the wrong button first. Okay, can I do it now? Wait, wait, no, still going. Now you can. Thank you. You may think it's, we're recording this on a Thursday morning, it's miserable outside, but apparently on Friday, tomorrow, there will be continue to be cagoule periods in northern and western Scotland, but elsewhere in the UK it will be mostly gilet. You'll be pleased to know there will be knee-length shorts and cotton t-shirts, especially in the afternoon. Occasional formal attire on Saturday in matrimonial areas as wedding season begins. Expect linen suits and contrasting waistcoats with plenty of flounce in dresses, but simpler combinations on those invited only to the evening do. You don't have to dress up quite as much, do you? Cotton PJs at first on Sunday, but clothing will thicken in most areas with a few lightweight coats later on. Shoe state, flip to flop, underwear, slim to commando, and that's your clothing. There you go. Can I just say, Jamie? Yes. That felt to me like the fastest one we've ever done but it's still 43 minutes on the clock 
We've but it's zoomed through that. Hasn't it? Well, let's hope you've rattled through it listening as well. Yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Do subscribe, make comments, send us messages, etc. Anything you want us to, you know, any requests as well, maybe for a Jubilee, anything we can discuss for our Jubilee topic next week. Find us on all the social medias, at Finding Funnies. One is at Finding Funnies. One is, at, is that our Instagram is, yeah. one. And, uh, and, and at Finding Funnies on Twitter. And, um, you know, make comments. You know, spread the word. Thank you.